be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord hath made. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for um, the privilege to be in your house today. Father, I just ask that you would uh, make known unto us your will and, and the word of God and that we may apply it to our life. And I pray the Holy Spirit would convict us and, and convince us of our sins and of our need to be saved and we, if we need to be saved. But Father, thank you for all that you've done. And I pray it may be about Jesus Christ. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Verily, verily, I say unto you, this is the day that the Lord has made. Amen. Hymn 323. Hymn 323. Verily, verily, which is another way of saying truly, truly. Verily, verily, I say unto you, hymn 323. Sing along. Oh, what a Savior that he died for me. Oh, from coming he has made me free. He that believeth on the Son said, The sun is true and everlasting life. All my iniquities on him were laid. All my indebtedness by him was paid. All who believe on him, the Lord had said, and everlasting life. Verily, verily, I say unto you. Verily, verily, message ever new. He that believeth on the Son, tis true and everlasting life. Although poor and needy, I can trust my Lord. Though weak and sinful, I believe his word. Oh, what message every child of God and everlasting I say unto you, verily, verily, message ever new. He that believeth on the Son, tis true, hath everlasting life. Now in this last verse it says, Though all unworthy, yet I will not doubt. For him that cometh, he will not cast out. He that believeth, oh, the good news. Make sure you shout, and that word shout, Amen. Because if you believe on the good news, you have the everlasting life. Amen? Last verse. Here we go. Although all unworthy, yet I will not doubt. For him that cometh, he will not. Amen. He that believeth all the good news shall have the everlasting life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, verily, verily. Message ever new. He that believeth on the Son, tis true. Hath everlasting life. Amen.
Thank God for the cross, amen. Thank God for the cross, amen. Well, thank God for the cross, amen. Good, I thought y'all were. I was just making sure that y'all were here this morning. Let's all stand on this next hymn, if you would, please. Hymn number 514. Come ahead, Brother John. Amen and amen. Hymn 514. Hymn 514. Sing along. Obedience is the very best way to show that you believe. Doing exactly what the Lord commands, doing it happily. Action is key, do it immediately. Joy you will Way to show that you believe, and you spell it O B E B I E N C. Yes, sir. Obedience is the very best way to show that you believe. We want to live pure, we want to live clean. We want to do our best, sweetly submitting to authority, leaving to God the rest. Amen. Walking in the light, keeping our attitude right on the narrow way. For if we believe the word we receive, we always will obey. Spell it O B E D I E C. Yes, sir. Obedience is the very best way to show that, that you believe. Amen. You may be seated. Welcome to Central Park Baptist Church. We are so glad you are able to make it uh, here today. I'd like to uh, welcome our first-time visitors. If you're a first-time visitor, if you wouldn't mind raising your hand, we'd like to hand you a visitor card. And if you would, fill out that visitor card, and then I'll be standing out there behind the welcome sign. All right, and you can turn in that card, and I'd like to give you a welcome packet, and we'd like to thank you for visiting with us today at Central Park Baptist Church. Also, uh, does everybody have a bulletin? Have a bulletin. If not, we can get you one. Everybody got a bulletin? Got a bulletin, bulletin? All right, we're going to go over some of the announcements coming up this afternoon, all right, today. Not tomorrow, today. All right, this afternoon, we're going to have a game day. All right, we're going to, after the uh, 2 o'clock service, right over in the Fellowship Hall, we're going to set up some board games, and I got cornhole and a few different games, and we're just going to have a good time of fellowship. So if you wouldn't mind uh, joining us there, and if you'd like to bring uh, your favorite game, your favorite board game, all right, maybe not the, the nine-hour Monopoly, but maybe something, all right, a little bit quicker, all right, your favorite board game and some snacks if you wish. Uh, again, we're going to meet right over there after the 2 p.m. service. And then uh, don't forget tomorrow, uh, Monday, August 29th at 6.45, we're going to have our men and ladies Bible study. And that's always a great time, especially for the men, because we get to eat, we get off work, and then we get to come here and eat, all right? And so you won't want to miss that at 6.45 tomorrow evening. 
And then men, don't forget, we got men's prayer breakfast coming up, all right, already in September. It, don't worry, it's not until next month, all right, September's coming up next month. But uh, <laughs> uh, September 3rd uh, is our men's prayer breakfast. And again, uh, you won't want to miss because, again, uh, we're going to eat, all right? We're going to eat some bacon and some other foods, but mainly bacon. We're going to have bacon for us on men's prayer be- breakfast, and that's September 3rd. And then also uh, September 4th, that's the next day, all right? Sunday morning, we're going to have our 22 and 22, all right? And so we're asking that 22 uh, men and ladies come and pray with us, all right? And we do that at the first Sunday of every month. So September 4th, we're going to have that at 8, 15 a.m. So if you wouldn't mind coming out and join us, we've, we've hit our goal almost every month. So again, come join us, 22 and 22. And then also, don't forget uh, to mark your calendars for our upcoming missions conference, all right? And that's in October, October 12th through the 16th. You say, Brother DeVito, October's a long ways away. Why are you already telling me? Well, I'm telling you, so you mark your calendars, all right? Because I know things come up, and that way you already got the days off that you need to have off, and, and that way you can be in attendance here for our annual missions conference, October 12th through the 16th, and you won't want to miss out. Right. Pastor, you come. Amen. The Miller family is going to be here singing for us and playing their instruments again. They did a good job while they were here uh, just a few weeks ago, but they're looking forward to being back. And I uh, got some uh, speakers that uh, you've never heard before, some that, uh, well, except for the brother Miller. But so please, you do not want to uh, forget about that. We will serve dinner in the fellowship hall each evening at 530 And uh, so please just, uh, if you come from work, I would rather you come. And be in your work clothes, then not come. Okay, so please mark those things down. Also, uh, I'd like to remind you, uh, Brother Marco, he'll be back next Sunday. And uh, we'll have something for him for his birthday, which was last week. And uh, if you, uh, you want to give something and you want to put it in an envelope, please mark his name on that so we can make sure that he gets it. Uh, but also, uh, just please, if you'd like to get him some things, just uh, gift cards or whatever, uh, we'll give all those to him uh, next Sunday afternoon after the afternoon service. Then, like all we do around here is eat and you know and have dessert. Amen. Uh, if uh, if you have problems with uh, you know diabetes or anything else like that, we'll have some celery or something like that for you. All right, some stuff that's really good, carrots, you know, and. And uh, I'll walk by and let you smell of my cherry pie, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, but anyway, that's next week uh, for Brother Marco. He's uh, again out today preaching, so uh, keep him uh, in your prayers. And, and remember again, turn in your visitor's cards. Brother DeVito said he would be behind the welcome sign. Well, that means he'll be in that closet if you're looking for him, all right? So uh, otherwise, look for him out there uh, with everything that you need, all right? Uh, well, let's have a good offering, amen? amen. Uh, one thing we do, we eat and we have offerings. <laughs> now, we're going to receive the first one. Yes, you know, we used to say we're going to take up an offering, but now we're going to receive it. If it's really good, uh, then we won't have to take the next one, okay? <laughs> so uh, may the Lord bless you this morning as you give. Dear Father, we pray that, God, that you'd bless today. And thank you, Lord, for the privilege that you've given us to be in your house this morning. I pray, Lord, that you'd... Please visit us in the presence of the Spirit of God today. And, Lord, that we would uh, move out of your way for just a little while today. And that, Lord, you would uh, speak to our hearts, strengthen us, Lord, today, and help us to glean from your word. And, God, I'll give you praise for that. Please please bless the offering this morning. Bless the gift and the giver. 
And may we continue to use it for the furtherance of the cause of Christ. And Lord, we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. to rise we'd like for you to join us in singing uh hymn 444 hymn 444 we'll sing hymn 444 after we sing the last verse of this hymn uh we'd like for you to briefly greet each other as we prepare for this morning's special after we conclude singing hymn 444 Sing along. I'm satisfied with just the cottage below. A little man silver and a little gold. But in that city where the ransom will shine, I want a gold one that silver
just a pilgrim in search of a city. I want the mansion, a harp and a crown. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old. And someday yonder, we will never more wander. But walk the streets that are pure as I've got a mansion just over the hilltop and that bright land where we'll never grow old. And someday yonder Nevermore wander, but walk the streets that are pure as gold. Please greet each other at this time. Korean ministry is now dismissed. Children, fifth grade and under, junior church, you are now dismissed for junior church. Fifth grade and under, dismissed for junior church.
And Amen. Let's all turn to First Kings, if you would, please. First Kings, chapter three. I'm going to read verse one through five, and then we're going to read verses nine, and then verse twelve to kind of get us started this morning. Please pray for all of our folks. We've got several that are out today, and some that are sick. So uh, please keep them uh, in your prayers. All right. First Kings, chapter three. Found your place. Say Amen. Amen. We'll give you just a second. It's on page 310. 1 Kings chapter 3. Found your place. Amen. And Solomon made affinity with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and took Pharaoh's daughter and brought her into the city. That's not the right place, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Y'all help. Y'all pray for me. All right. Let's start over, and my brain was somewhere else, and that goes along with the message anyway. And Solomon made affinity with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and took Pharaoh's daughter and brought her into the city of David until he had made an end of building his own house and the house of the Lord and the wall of Jerusalem round about. Only the people sacrificed in high places because there was no house built into the name of the Lord until those days. And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of David his father, only he sacrificed and burnt incense in high places. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon the altar. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I shall give thee. Now look in verse 9. It says, give therefore, this is, what he's, this is his answer, give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? Now look at verse 12. Behold, I have done according to thy words. The Lord answered him, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. Father, I pray you'd help me this morning. Uh, Lord, I need your help today, and I need your strength, and I pray, God, that you'd please uh, give me liberty, Lord, to preach the message that you've laid upon my heart. Help us, Lord, each one of us today to glean from your word, and God will be mindful to give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I guess if there was a title of the message, you know, we're talking about the family according to God's plan, it would be, do we listen or do we just hear? You know, growing up, my mother always told me, the reason you have two ears and one mouth, y'all have heard this, yeah, it's because you're supposed to hear twice as much as you say. Uh, you have two ears and one mouth because listening is twice as important and twice as hard as talking, and all those things are very true. Um, I read this story about President Roosevelt. I thought this was pretty pretty neat. He, uh, during all these White House receptions that he would have to go to, he it said that he would grow. I, uh, um, he grew weary of all the idle chit chat that would go on during all of these uh, get-togethers. So he devised himself a plan and some things that he would say just to, uh, you know, figure out if people were really paying attention to what he was saying. When people would come up to him and greet him, he would shake their hands, flash a big smile, and this is what he would say, true story. He would say, I murdered my grandmother this morning. 
Well, some people would respond, oh, how lovely. Some of them even responded, you know, keep up the good work. (laughs) Which proved that nobody was listening. Uh, Until he went up to a foreign diplomat that happened to be at one of these get-togethers and uh, Roosevelt delivered his little gag line to this diplomat and he said, you know, he said, I murdered my grandmother this morning to which the diplomat responded, well, you know, I'm sure she had it coming. (laughs) So at least there was one that was listening. Listening is important. And we can all say amen. I mean, listening was important in the Old Testament simply because uh, that was the only way that they communicated the things of God, and that was orally. So people had to listen, and they had to listen well. Uh, The priests were even required to sanctify their ears to make them holy for the Lord's work. If you look in Leviticus chapter 8 and verse 23, it says, And he slew it, and Moses took of the blood of it and put it upon the tip of Aaron's right ear, and upon the thumb of his right hand, and upon the great toe of his right foot. So it lets us know that the, that hearing was important, and the priests, again, were required to sanctify their ears. And so here in 1 Kings chapter 3, we read how God appeared unto Solomon, and, uh, and it says in verse 5, again, in Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, ask what I shall give thee. Now Solomon at this time, they believe is about 20 years old, uh, when God asked him this question, and Solomon, who was wise beyond his years, he asked God for a hearing and an understanding heart. Now when I think back to when I was 20, and y'all, now don't look at me so funny, if y'all think back when you were 20, it's a good thing God didn't ask us that question. And we can all say amen. Y'all go ahead and say amen so I know you're with me. Now, I know know better than, than, you know, I just know better. Y'all ought to say amen anyway. Um, But Solomon asked God to help him to be a good listener. And he needed uh, God's help to help him to hear what the people would say so that he can rule God's people wisely. And, and, you know, and that, that's what we need today. We need the ability to be good listeners. And as we talk about the family and as we talk about husbands and wives, we noticed that last week that we discovered that, that, that spouses have a problem with this. I'm talking about listening. Amen. In fact, there many, if not most, divorces are a result of communication problems. Amen. Uh, The most common complaint among married couples today is that, well, my spouse didn't listen to me. Come on, I know y'all are sitting close to your wife, your husband. Just go ahead and say amen. It's true, amen. Amen. I'll just say amen too. Now, if I say amen and preach too, it takes me twice as long. So y'all might as well get with the program, all right? Uh, When listening breaks down, marriages break up. Over the past 37 years of ministry, I've counseled with a lot of husbands and a lot of wives who were unfaithful in their marriage. And, and by the way, the attraction, that, now get this, uh, the, the attraction to the other person was never of a sexual nature. It all started because the other person said, they listened to me. They listened. Communication is a key to keeping marriages together. 
And communication can also improve your health. Husbands, it'll, it'll improve yours greatly because it'll keep your wife, you know, from beating you with stuff in your sleep. Amen. Y'all go ahead and say amen. It's all right. Studies have shown that poor communication results in rapid heartbeat, increase in blood pressure. When spouses don't listen to one another, the result is often frustration, it's anger, uh, it's misunderstanding and hurt. Uh, bad communication affects your health. And we noticed last week in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that, that men, or, or excuse me, that men and women communicate differently. Listen, we communicate, men are made different than women. Amen. 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 And we communicate different. Now, men, you might not want to say amen too loud at the beginning. Amen. It might get you later. Um, we notice that we communicate different. And, and if you go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, I use this passage of Scripture in, in all of my wedding ceremonies we, uh, concerning love. The Bible says that love, it's, it says charity endures all things, bears all things, hopes all things, believes all things. But notice it does not say that love knows all things. It doesn't say that. We can't expect our, our mate, our husband, or our wife to be a mind reader. We have to learn to communicate. And you understand that men use conversation to compete and to give information. Are y'all still here? Let me say that again. Men use conversation to compete and to give information. Women, on the other hand, they use conversation to get information and to connect. You see the difference? Amen. For example, now we're going to, you're going to turn to Proverbs in a minute because we've got a lot of verses to read. You'll probably want to write these down. Uh, a, a simple uh, multiple choice test uh, because men, we've been designated as poor listeners. Have we not? Is it not true? Come on, y'all are awful quiet this morning. You know, it's hard to say amen when the bulldog's biting, Amen. Amen. Question number one, a little test. When listening to your wife and you hear her say something like this, let's not get each other anything this year for Christmas. Now, what she really means is, A, she has a desire to help the less fortunate. B, she's trying to be thoughtful and realistic about your budget. Or C, she's testing you to see if you love her enough to forget what she just said and buy her a gift that you'll be paying for till next Christmas. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Question number two. She comes and she says, how do you like my new hairstyle? Now, before you answer, you got to remember a few things. Number one, I was telling Brother Shelton this yesterday. You got to remember one that her feelings are the most important thing. Okay? Number 2, you need to remember she may have spent hours at the salon to get her hair fixed just like this. And number 3, you got to remember that the couch is lumpy. And the last time you slept on it there was a spring that stabbed you in the back all night. Uh, are y'all still with me? Say amen. Needless to say, men, listen, listen, men, we need to learn how to listen a little better. Now, I'm talking to men first, but this applies to everybody. 
Now, the Bible doesn't have a specific chapter. That's why we're going to go to Proverbs. In fact, turn to Proverbs chapter 2. That's where we're going to start. The Bible doesn't have a specific chapter that deals with listening. So we're going to look at a lot of verses this morning and a lot of different passages that will help us. And I want to give you some things today. Number one, the first part is going to be a suggestion, but the second part is going to be a skill that goes with that suggestion that will help us. And by the way, this is going to help us, and we're going to apply this in a spiritual realm as well that will help us in our relationship with God because that is the ultimate and most important. Men, listen, and I'm going to throw this in there. This is later on, but the Bible teaches us, men, that we ought to love our wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for the church. And men, if you don't love the Lord Jesus Christ right in the way God puts forth in Scripture, you cannot love your wife right. Come on, y'all go ahead and say amen. But the first thing I want you to know is that the, the first suggestion is that you need to listen aggressively. The skill is concentration. It takes concentration to listen aggressively. Now, based on the verses here in Proverbs, Solomon knew the difference between hearing and listening. There's, that's two different things completely. And these verses indicate and they show us that listening requires a discipline that also requires concentration. Have you ever noticed when somebody's telling you something that if you don't concentrate on what they're saying, you're going to miss everything that they just told you? Yeah. Same thing right now. Yeah. If you don't concentrate, li listen, for the next 20 or 30 minutes, you're going to miss everything what we're about to try to learn this morning from the Word of God. And all God's people can say, Amen. amen. In Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 2, it says, so that, thou, uh, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding. This is all talking about listening. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 1, it says, Hear, ye children, the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 10, it says, Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. It'd be good for, you know, listen, it'd be good for our children. I can hear my dad telling me this years ago, if you'll learn to listen to me, God may just let you live a long time. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 10. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20, it says, My son, again, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Proverbs chapter 5 and verse 1, it says, My son, attend unto my wisdom. And bow thine ear to mine understanding. That simply means that when you bow an ear to understanding that you are, you are literally, that you are leaning in to make sure you, you do not miss anything that that person is trying to tell you. Listen, I used to tell my children when I would talk to them and they were growing up, I'd get them real close to me and I would say, you look me right in my eye. Why? Because what I'm about to tell them is important and I don't want them to miss it. Proverbs chapter 7 and verse 24. It says, Hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, and attend to the words of my mouth. All of these verses are not talking about passive listening. Sometimes we come to worship service and we get into a mode of passive listening. Are y'all still with me? Say amen. 
But, but watch this. But th- li- we need to understand that we need to learn how to listen aggressively. James chapter uh, 1 and verse 22, he says it good. He says, be not hearers of the word only, but be ye doers also. In other words, listen, there needs to be some active, aggressive listening. And when we hear what... God trying to tell us we need to put it into uh, application in our lives. We need to be doers and not hearers only. Listen, I want you to get this. because If we hear the Word of God and we do not uh, practice it, and if we do not apply it to our lives, then we are not listening. Listen, I don't know how many times I preach on a Sunday morning and I'll stand and I'll preach and I'm looking out here and, I, and it looks like you're getting what I'm saying but then how you say, you know how I know people don't listen? Because, y'all hang on. They don't come back in the afternoon. We have to apply the word of God to us. Listen, we can't listen. Watch this while we're watching TV. We can't listen looking at our phones. We can't listen if we got our phones during church in our pocket and don't vibrate because we're just waiting for it to vibrate. Amen? We can't listen. This is the one thing that gets me more than anything. We can't listen when we've got one of them ear things stuck in our ear. Oh, well, my son was like that the other day, and I said, hey, get that thing out of your ear. I'm trying to talk to you. Well, Dad only got one. Well, get it out. Listen, that's the, that to me, that is the rudest, most disrespectful thing that anybody can do is walk around with one of them things stuck in their ear while somebody's trying to tell us something. Listen, don't listen. Let's don't bring it in here. We have a thing that says, please silence your cell phones. The reality is we ought to just cut them off when we come in here and give God our undivided attention. Amen. You have to listen aggressively. A fourth grade student, I think sometimes our kids give us the best advice. This is the definition that they gave with listening. And they, they said the definition of listening is wanting to hear. Yeah, a lot of people just don't want to hear these days. Second thing is suggestion is listen with your heart. The skill is affirmation. The most important part of our body when it comes to listening is your heart. Look in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. Uh, This is the place where your spiritual perception comes from. Uh, It says, keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are what? The issues of life. Solomon, watch, he starts with the ear and ends with the heart. The reason is because wise people recognize the crucial importance. Think about this. uh, The crucial importance of keeping wisdom is in the heart. Uh, I like what James Dobson said. He said, for some strange reason, human beings tolerate stresses and pressure more, uh, much more easily if at least one other person knows what they're going through. So we must listen with our heart when we really want to hear someone. And we may not always understand, but it's where we must start. Listen, listen with our heart, but we've got to understand that because out of it are the issues of life, and when we do that, we give affirmation. Number three, listen between the lines. Man, this is where we get in trouble sometime. Okay, are y'all still with me? Come on, man up, say amen. 
Now listen between the lines, and, and the skill here is observation. When we were growing up, did you ever get that look from your mom or dad? Hey, ma'am, did you ever give that look? Oh, yeah, if you're a parent, you did. And if you're a parent and you're still raising your children, you, look, you use it all the time. Sometimes we grandparents use it. Yeah. I've used it with mine. Listen, I, my grandkids have learned one thing real soon, and that's don't tell me no. What did you say? But I didn't say it with my words. I say it with my eyes. You know, it's that, uh, it's that look. Um, it's uh, that evil eye, if you want to call it that, or that look. I, I can still see my dad. I was talking to him the other day, and I, you know, dad's he he's ninety yesterday, and and I I said something to him, giving him a hard time. I like to punch his button every once in a while, you know, and and I said, Dad, the family's been talking about taking your keys away so you can't drive anymore. Boy, I mean it, and he was he was from zero to a hundred like that. Oh, it's that it's that look. You know, fifty five percent of every message you received is delivered non verbally. Fifty five percent. I thought that was amazing. Size across the room, um, tone of voice, shrugging of the shoulders, crossing of the arms. You know what this? I'll, I'm I'm not a big fan of this. But sometimes we do it because we're kind of, you know, it's relaxing. But you know what that means? It means, don't talk to me. It means, I'm not interested in what you're having to say. It means, you know, don't bother me with what, you know, the trivial things that you're trying to tell me. I'll I'll watch Judge Judy. And then people sometimes will stand back there like this and she'll say, uncross your arms. Listen, you know what that is? Nonverbal communication. In other words, watch this. Uh, if you're not observant, uh, if you're not looking as well as listening, then you're going to miss 55% of the conversation. Are y'all listening? Uh, I hope so. You can't be preoccupied uh, with what's going on out there. When you come in here, you got to be tuned in. Uh, you have to be uh, involved. You have to be um, observant. It, listen, you can't be sitting there thinking about lunch. You can't think about what you're going to do after church is over. You can't think about where your kids are, what they're doing. Listen, you have to be tuned in right here, right now. If you want to, listen, that's why Christians today come to church and they, they never get anything. That's why I've had people in, people in the past saying, you know, preacher, and they use that old saying that they, when they get ready to think that they want to leave the church, they say, well, preacher, I just haven't been fed. You know why? Because they're not tuned in. They're not involved. They're not listening for the Holy Spirit of God. Listen, God will speak to your heart if you are tuned in and paying attention and giving Him everything that you are right now, right here, this time. Amen. Uh, we can't come in here and, and be preoccupied with what's going outside. We have to be engaged. 
you can't come in here and expect God to talk to you if you're not willing to listen and talk to Him. Um, you have to be observant. You have to be in this moment right now. Number four, uh, you have to listen out loud. There has to be clarification. Now, listening out loud means, watch this, a two-way exchange between the speaker and listener where clarification is sought and provided. It's kind of like saying amen every once in a while in church. You know what that is? Clarification. It means that you're paying attention. Oh, yeah, but now, preacher, I'm not, you know, I'm just not that person. Why not? Could be. All you got to do is open your mouth, put a little, uh, you know, put a little air, oxygen through your vocal cords, and it's amazing how when you do that, it, stuff comes out. Amen? When your children get in trouble, do you just, I mean, there's sometimes when a look won't work. There's sometimes when you need to get their attention and you say, hey, stop that right now. Or don't go out in that. When, listen, when your kids are about to walk across the street when they're little, do you just go, absolutely not. Listen, my grandkids, if they, uh, they come out here and uh, Eleanor may go out in the parking lot, listen, you know what I do if I even see her getting close? I'll say, hey, you come back here. Listen, every once in a while, the Holy Spirit of God speaks to our hearts and we need to be listening to him when he tries to tell us, hey, don't do that. Listen, and we will not hear his voice if we're not tuned in and if we're not listening. Listen, and God help us to pay attention when he talks to us. Um, we need to listen out loud. How many times have you heard someone else, or you or someone else gotten into trouble because we have failed to seek clarification? Now listen to these words. How many times have we said... Well, I'm sorry, I thought you said. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry, I thought you said this. Careful. You know, the book of Proverbs will be helpful right here, and it gives us a little insight. Look in chapter 24 and verse 26. I'm sorry, I thought you said. Now, there's benefits of communication that's understood. Proverbs 24, verse 26, it says, Every man shall kiss his lips that giveth a right answer. That word right, it means they give a, a right or a truthful answer. It means that, that this person is directly in front of them, I mean face to face, and that you are up front, straightforward, and completely truthful. We live in a day where, you know, we, try, if we, we practice being non-offensive at every turn. And sometimes if we're not careful, we, we fail to tell people the truth because we're trying not to be offensive. Listen, sometimes the truth is just offensive. We don't have to do it with a, a bad spirit or with the, you know, the wrong tone of voice, if you will. But listen, we still need to tell the truth. I was telling folks Thursday uh, at, at the funeral service and about the Lord Jesus Christ. And I said, listen, if you're not saved, you won't go to heaven. That's the truth. Amen. 
And there was a lady that sat right back here in the middle. Listen, and she and I asked if you if you died today, are you certain that you'd go to heaven? And if you're not, let me please raise your hand. Let me pray for you. And the lady raised her hand. You know what? If I'd have never told them the truth, they would have never known that. It would they'd have never thought about it. Listen, I'm here to let you know that we just need to be upfront, straightforward. And, and, and we don't have to be, be mean-spirited about it, but we can still tell the truth. And all God's people can say, Amen. Uh, straightforward. The best way to clarify sometimes the, the communication is a technique that's called restating. Y'all, have you ever heard that? Restating. Now watch this. It simply means to state back to the, what uh, the speaker has said in order to clarify what they said. In other words, if he says something to me, say, oh, did you say, you know, and then I repeat exactly what he said. It's restating. You know what that does? It clarifies what they said to me, so that way I don't have to, uh, uh, you know, get in trouble. You say, well, preacher, I've had people say, well, I just don't have time for all that. Now, wait a minute. Watch this. Which is a better investment? A few extra minutes on the front end to prevent a misunderstanding or hours on or hours on the back end trying to correct it. Yeah. That's why we need to be careful about when we when we tell people about the word of Almighty God. Listen, if we're gonna say what God let just say what he said. That's why there's a lot of preachers in the pulpits today that are misstating the word of Almighty God. That's why I challenge you every day. Listen, don't take my word for it. Get in your Bible and read it for yourself. I want you to have it. Why? Listen, I want you to know the truth of the word of God. And thus saith the Lord. Listen, restate. It'll help you. And it'll keep you out of a lot of trouble. Listen, men, ladies, how many times would we have saved a lot of trouble in our families and in our marriages if we would have, if we would have went back and restated? You know, because sometimes we have se- uh, selective hearing. Yes. Right. Or, come on, y'all. You know, uh, I, I mean, y'all, y'all have children that have selective hearing. Yeah. I mean, um, but you know what happens? When we sit in a place like this and the preacher's preaching, you know what we get? Same thing. Selective hearing. Listen, God help us to listen out loud and for clarification. Let me show you another thing. Suggestion is listen patiently. Now, some of you got shot out of the water all right, right on that first one. Listen patiently. The skill is determination. In other words, the skill that makes patient listening possible is determination. Um, When we listen with determination, watch this. Let me go back. To give a person in their words the respect they deserve, you have to be determined to listen to the end of what they're saying. Sometimes when I'm preaching, I can look out here and I can tell that people don't cut me off after the first 10 minutes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. James 1.19, it says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Proverbs chapter 15.28, it tells us that listening requires study. You know, listening is really a lost art. 
Proverbs 15, 23, it tells us that appropriate words bring joy. Look in Proverbs 17. Let me give you another verse. Proverbs 17, verse 27, verse 28. It says, He that hath knowledge spareth his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. Even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise. And he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. One of the biggest challenges in marriage is learning, watch this, not to speak until we've heard what our mate is saying to us. I know, so I see, I'm looking out there, I see a lot of y'all smiling real big. Um, Most likely, what happens is when someone starts talking, we are thinking in our minds what we're already going to say when they stop. Yeah. I read about a man, he said that, um, about his dad, he said, um, I'll be talking, uh, he, I'll be talking with my dad and he'll say something. And then when I start to talk again, he pauses. He never interrupts me. But when I'm through, he starts up again right where he left off. What I say doesn't really matter. I'm just a comma. Yeah. You know, we quit listening most times before the person hardly even gets started what they're trying to say. And we're thinking in our mind, you know, we're thinking in our mind already what we're going to say. I wish he'd hurry up and stop because I got something I want to say. Or if we're not careful, you know what happens? We interrupt and uh, because what I have to say is more important than what they got to say. Are y'all still Say amen. Yeah. Remember, most marriages are, much of marriage today, divorced because of communication problems. Um, We don't listen. And we cannot understand, um, and we can't respond in a helpful way if we don't learn to listen till they get through speaking. And in order to listen patiently, we have to be determined. Uh, I, it's one of my bad traits is that, when on, especially on a Sunday morning or uh, during the week, if somebody, one of the uh, staff guys come in, one of the first things I do is, oh, hey, let me tell you something. Today I need you to do this. I, if I'm not careful, I even do Brother Shelton. So I'll say, listen, I need you to do this, and if you'll do this, and, and, and I got, this needs to be done, guess what? I have, I have I've not even asked him about their day or asked him about their week. I didn't say, listen, hey, how you doing? Good to see you this morning. How, did, you, did you get here okay? And I, I, Listen, we need to stop for a minute and be interested in that person. Not just what simply what they can do for us and what they can do here. Listen, be interested. Listen, my number one interest here for you today, number one is for families to succeed. But if we don't listen, if we don't listen to what God has to say and put what His listen, put what His Word has to say in the practice of our homes today, listen, we're in trouble. That's why, that's why the divorce rate among Christian families are just as high as those who are non-Christians. Because we don't put into practice what God says in His Word. Listen, communication is a key. I like what this lady said. Her name was, is Brenda Euland. 
And she wrote this about communication. And by the way, she was 93 when she wrote it. She said, listening is a magnetic and strange thing, a creative force. Think how the friends that really listen to us are the ones we move toward. And we want to sit in their radius as though it did us good, like ultraviolet rays. This is the reason. When we are listened to, it creates us, makes us unfold and expand. I've come to think listening is love. That's what it really is. We should all know this, that listening, not talking, is the gifted and treat role and the imaginative role. And the true listener is much more beloved, magnetic, than the talker. And he is more effective and learns more and does more good. And so try to listen. Listen to your wife, your husband, your father, your mother, your children, your friends, to those who love and those who don't, to those who bore you to your enemies. It'll work a small miracle and perhaps a great one. You know, it is those that listen to us that we gravitate toward. Have you ever noticed that some, have you ever heard this, that man, when, when I'm talking to them, they act like I'm the only one in the room. You know what? They've determined to be a good listener. And you know what? They make an impact on you and me when, when those kinds of people. And the thing about it is you can be that kind of person. Listen, when's the last time you, uh, someone's come up to you and tried to talk to you? And, and th this, is this is difficult. People walking by and people doing all this, but there's one person right in front of you that's talking to you. And you're looking, I mean, they're talking, you're looking over here and you're looking over here and you're looking around. And listen, you, you cannot, by any stretch of the imagination, really get what they're trying to tell you. Maybe they're trying to share a burden. Maybe they're trying to share something of a trial in their life and they and they came to you for help. You can't help them if you don't listen. You remember what the Lord Jesus himself said? Call unto me. And I will answer thee. You know what? He has listen, we have his undivided attention. He said cast all your care upon me. Listen, how many verses of Scripture can we go to and we find where God will listen to us if we just call? Call unto me. Listen, this morning I want you to know today communication is a skill. And it's something that we have completely forgotten about. We have allowed that thing in our hands and we put it in our pocket to rob us of our communication skills. You know, we, we're living in a society where our children, but not just our kids, we can't throw the rock at them. Listen, it's just as bad as adults that we have forgotten how to communicate. We've forgotten how. You know why? We're too busy walking around. I watched two kids the other day walking with their mother. They had, they had their iPads out, walking into Target. Walked right across, never looked up. Walk, you know, where the, from the parking area to the front door, they never looked up. There were cars that stopped, and, and those kids just walking just like this. They, listen, you know what's happened? They, those things have robbed us, and, and there's a lot of people that are killed today on highways simply because of these phones. But we miss the truth of the Word of God today for the same reason. 
We've got to get back to, I, you know, I've even, I even have a hard time. Now, I know people use it. I mean, these guys preach with these iPads. That's, that's okay, you know. I'm old school. Y'all hear that sound? You know what that is? That's a page. It's a crinkling of the Word of God. I mean, right here. I just something about a, a book. Listen, you know, we need to get back to that. And it'll, it'll make a difference in your life. It'll change you if you get back in it. I read a story about, and I'll tell you this and I'll quit, about a lady who, who was going blind. And she loved the Word of God. She read it every day. I mean, she just, and she couldn't stand the, the fact that, uh, that she was going blind and wouldn't be able to read her Bible anymore. And one day she woke up and her vision was gone and she was brokenhearted. And one day somebody gave her a, a, a Braille Bible to where, and she began to, to read and, and use her fingertips and and one day she started crying and the tears began to drip on the pages of her Bible and, and, and she just happened to stick the Bible up to her face and she noticed that she could feel the braille with her lips. I mean, a big smile came on her face and from that point forward, every time you saw her, she wasn't reading it like this. She was reading it like this with her lips. And one of her favorite verses was, taste and see that the Lord is good God's good today and he's trying to communicate to you this morning maybe you're here and you're not saved you know what there's only one way to get saved Jesus Christ his shed blood there's only one way to have a relationship with God today is if you'll allow him to communicate to you your need and then you apply it to your heart and life so my question is what you going to do you know, I mean, uh, you say, well, I can com- I'll communicate right here. Yeah, you could, but the old devil's going to rob you. He'll, sn- he'll come in and, and nobody will see you. Nobody saw you make that commitment. Listen, there's just something. To pl- We're going to talk about that, by the way, this afternoon. Amen. Uh, and, and we talked about temptation last week. We're going to talk about now what temptation turns into and how we can overcome it. You know what that is? Sin. You know, the Lord has communicated to us what we need today. We need a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Families, if you're having trouble today, listen, you can solve a lot of it simply by communication. God help us, Father. I pray, Lord. Lord, it's been a, a different message today. Lord, I'm, I, I did my best to deliver it. God, to get our folks to understand the communication. Lord, there, there has to be communication between us and you. There has to be a time when, God, we stop and we uh, spend some time at the altar. Lord, not only here in this place, but in our homes, God. There has to be a family altar where we can stop and, and communicate with you as a family. God, there has to be a time when we can, as husbands and wives and Children with their parents can communicate with one another. Lord, I pray, God, that you'd help us to learn to listen. God, you, if you're trying to speak to hearts this morning, I pray, God, that we'll listen. Lord, it's not over. God, you're still trying to speak to our hearts. And, and Lord, part of listening is, is to try to listen with determination until you finish what you're saying. 
God, that time is not over until we say amen and, and leave out here. And then the Holy Spirit of God will begin to speak to our hearts. And so, God, I pray, Lord, that you'd give this invitation. Lord, I really don't know how, but, God, you know. Lord, if there's somebody here that's not saved, I pray, God, that you'd please speak to their hearts and they'll come, Lord, and we can open the Word of God and show them how to have eternal, everlasting life. You've communicated your love to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord, today. Lord, maybe uh, there's a family that just needs to come pray. Lord, I pray, God, that you'd help them to come. Lord, victory is, is waiting on them. Help us, God, this morning. And I'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. While we stand and while we sing a verse of invitation, the Lord speaking to your heart. I don't know what that might be, but you know. So you come right now.